When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. John Blangero's alter ego is Sun King Rising. He calls his latest record, Delta Tales, the rebirth of classic southern rock and soul, and says his music is more focused on his love of organic rock, like Joe Cocker, Leon Russell, and early Elton John's music. It reflects his love of southern rock and Texas soul. John and I talk about all of that on this latest edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, John. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks a lot, Greg. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us this afternoon uh you are uh you were telling me a few minutes ago you're you're just blocks away from the mexican border down there in texas is that right today i happen to be in brownsville which is as close to texas as you can get my house is actually in port isabel right on the gulf but uh today i'm in the city okay all right um i i reading over your bio i i think i understand correctly that's not um hasn't been home your whole life for you, is that right? I was born in the Pittsburgh area, okay. but uh, after I finished uh, university and my PhD, I got down to Texas and have never looked back. So I've been in Texas 35 years or so. Okay, so. all right. <laughs> so it's basically home now at this point then. It's home now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how did music become a thing for you in the earlier days when you were in the northern part of the United States? What what got you started in this in this career? Sure, it was the usual sort of uh, wanting to be in a rock band and, and, and back then I was actually in a in a progressive rock band that booked out of the Pittsburgh area. Progressive glam, I think you could call okay. it. So you know <laughs> a, a big you know, big show, lots of synthesizers, things like that. Right. But pretty far away from rootsy music. Yeah, know? yeah. And then uh, then I gave that up to get a a, a real profession, and I went into uh, biomedical research, and I trained as a geneticist. I'm kind of a, 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 a many years in medical research. That's then I then I came back again to a, a, a more organic sound, and I was living in San Antonio, and I really got into to blues and playing with with a band again, and and after that, I decided I wanted to do my own music. That's quite the. Uh at least on the outside, it appears to be quite the jump from uh, playing in a glam band to biomedical research. <laughs> how, how did that come about? I guess I always had a very practical uh, side, and I realized that. Yeah, but there's all know, kinds of practical yeah. things you could do. <laughs> I probably, I think, I realized that glam was going to be short-lived. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you could have gone to work at the local steakhouse or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. into biomedical research is is quite yeah. the uh, quite the jump. Yeah, I was never that fond of uh, of. Uh, 
labor, so I okay. went for the more cerebral side. <laughs> and I, w- I was really, really good at math, and that kind of yeah, you know, okay. led my led me to it. You yeah, know? yeah. W- was this something that was on your on your radar as a young younger as a child? Interest in that kind of a thing that it was. I knew I wanted to be a scientist. Yeah, I knew I wanted to be a scientist. So I didn't know what kind. For a while, I thought I was going to be an archaeologist until I actually took a course in and found out just how deadly dull it can be. (laughs) And so uh, then I decided it was also, you know, there was some calculation in there. I could see that working on the medical side of things might open the, you know, the opportunity up a bit to a maybe a little better lifestyle and so yeah i I had that in there too so did that career choice is that what led you to texas initially it did yes i came down here for my very first uh, professional job uh, in san antonio and like i say i've i've stayed in texas ever since although recently i've moved, moved further south i'm actually a professor in the medical school at the university of texas rio grande valley okay and, so you're um, still in the medical fields per se yeah 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 it's one of those things i i will say i'm far better known in in medical science than i am in music <laughs> so far but we're working on that right that's right i mean, i'm working hard on it yeah <laughs> so what what led you back into the music for the second time then how because i think i read you were out for maybe 20 years didn't really do a whole lot yeah yeah, you know, I, I, you know, you kind of get this feeling where where something's missing, and I started playing piano again, and I've always loved playing piano, but I had given it up for a long time, and and then I found that when I was playing music, and I started writing music again that time, and it it really you can't do anything else when you're playing music. So right. it's a great way to remove all the pressures of the day and just clear your mind. I mean, just from a neurological perspective, mm-hmm. you know, when you're playing music, it, it, it fires a lot of, of connections in your brain and really does take over. So, yeah, okay. And it's been really, you know, it's been, it was uh, a therapeutic in a sense because I had a very high pressure sort of, of job and was doing massive amounts of traveling all over the world. So music became my uh, source of peace. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And songwriting um, has always been a part of that as well for you, or is that a newer phase? Yeah, newer fa- okay. yeah. It, it, even back in my earliest days, we were all we were an all original, you know, prog right. prog glam band, you know. So, <laughs> we, uh, but uh, uh, although I did my time, you know, playing covers in blues bands, and that was really good to kind of you know get some discipline. But, but uh-huh. I was I was writing songs, and it's just that you know it's not really the kind of thing you're going to break out in a in a in a bar. So. And then after that, I started getting really into uh, uh, recording again, and then it's all taken off from there. And now I really want to put a band together, and we are doing that around mm-hmm. my Sun King Rising project, which is uh, much you know earthier, sort of uh, sort of uh, music, but you know also involves quite a few people because you know we often have a horn section and kind of gospel backup singers so yeah. it'll be a big production when we do get out on the road yeah i, I read whether I, i'm not sure if this was uh, uh your interpretation or somebody had labeled this but uh the rebirth of southern rock and roll 
I, I like that. Uh, I, think, I think they say Southern rock and soul because we definitely have this, you know, we've got this this Southern soul, country soul vibe going that, that I really like. Yeah. So, yeah, so we got to, we got, we're kind of eclectic. We're, we're, you know, we're a bit all over the place. We got some Elton John influences in there too. That's for my kind of piano playing. And, and then Leon Russell's always been absolutely one of my favorite songwriters and yeah. piano players. So uh, I've got, I kind of got that going in there. I can it's hear a, that. Yeah, that's cool. It's a, it's a gumbo of, as they say, of, uh, of, uh, of sources. Where did the Sun King Rising moniker come from? Yeah, that's an interesting one. That actually comes from my science background. I'm hmm. a pretty flamboyant speaker, and I've always had, I've always kind of put on a show at my talks, and and uh, uh, you know, I, I've always had the long hair, and I wear long coats, so <laughs> I'm not your, I'm not your typical scientist. The mad scientist and, look. <laughs> and somebody compared me to like. You know Louis Quatorze, Louis the Fourteenth, the Sun King, and okay. uh, uh, and that stuck. They started calling me Sun King, and uh, and so we decided to carry it on into the musical side. Okay, so that's your alter ego then when you get on stage with the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's me let's me be free. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's cool. Right, so the new record. Um, uh, Delta Tales, is that right? Is that what you? Yeah. Were, okay. yeah. All right. Tell me about that. How long has that been in the works? So we started that in uh, uh, January of 2020, which of course you know, and then yeah. the pandemic has right. changed the how. I mean, we were in, originally, you know, we were going to do kind of a classic, you know, all musicians in the same room, you know, uh-huh. playing as uh, as kind of. Uh, old school as we could get and then we had to get rid of that because there were restrictions on travel and restrictions on businesses and and so uh then we kind of spread it out and people were kind of doing their own things except the rhythm section always played together and hmm. you can definitely tell that from the from the record mm-hmm. and mainly is my i mean i really have to credit my producer uh, ace acker uh who, who had a pretty cool career back in the seventies. He was in a band called Law that yeah. know, was discovered by Roger Daltrey of the Who okay. and opened for the Who many times and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, and he's you know he's he's old school kind of thing, and he you know he really took the reins and it, the album wouldn't have been made without him. He was really a force of nature behind the production and wanting to get an authentic you know uh, vibe to it. I mean this album you know. If, this album sounds like it could have come out of like 1972. Oh, so, for you know, sure, yeah. Even some no. of the late 60s vibe I could feel in there. Yeah, you know, we got the early we, stuff. You know, we we got it going in there. It's uh, I'm really I'm super proud of the album sonically. I think it just sounds you know great. Yeah, and I think that's really from you know. There's no auto tune on this album. There's nothing <laughs> synthetic. Those are real horns. Yeah, so. yeah, that's cool. You know, that's real Hammond organ, you know, oh, awesome. real grand piano. Yeah. All. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. 
Yeah, I love that Hammond sound. It's just so unique, and you can, you can, you can pick it out whenever it shows up in anybody's music. You just, I, I grew up listening to music in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, that's my style too. So I guess maybe that I've got my ear tuned to that, but still, yeah, that feels it's a great sound. Yeah, whenever I want to bring a little bit more gospel in there, I crank that thing. You know, yeah, I crank the Hammond up a bit. It's just, uh, yeah. So writing the songs for this project, did you write them intentionally for this record, or are they a collection over the last couple of years? How did no, come so together? yeah, this one's some of these songs have been were more than a decade old okay. you know, when I started writing again, and then and then several of them were written specifically for it, like uh, like uh, Milkweed and Thistle was written specifically for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Beneath the Southern Sun was written specifically for this. Evangeline in the Morning was was, you know, kind of started earlier, but was really pulled out and made special for this. Mm, okay, and there were a few others. Then there's some older ones like uh, uh, Down the Delta Roll Road was an older song, and uh, uh, Drive Me to Nashville. Anyway, it was kind of a it was kind of a mixture and. Mm-hmm. And then, and then my favorite song actually for the album, which isn't on the first CD, but was released as a single, and is now we're putting the the CD out again now with this song, and it's called "Free Will in China Blue," hmm. and and that that's a soul stomper. I mean, that's got a heck of a horn section in it, and that one's got a funny genesis because. Uh, so after we finished the album, the record company, I'm, I'm with Peacock Sunrise Records, okay. and the, the president of the record company, Nick Katona, said, hey, why don't you do a bonus track so we can offer people? And it would be purely a digital bonus track for downloads. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and I wrote Free Will in China Blue, and we knocked it out. And I knew I had something special, and then we recorded it quickly, probably like within the week or two weeks. Oh yeah, okay. And and then we said, "Oh my God, this is you know this has got to be the single." <laughs> and so, you know, and and then everything I've been writing since then is you know much more focused and more in that free will in China uh, uh, blue vibe. Yeah. So, okay. So it's uh you know it's a bit of all. So some of the songs are older, but we stamped them. Ace took them back to the bones, and we started fresh and with real players. I'd done all the, you know, the demos I'd done myself in my in my home studio, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so there's very little connection between some of those demos and what turned out. So <laughs> it, it was uh, in that sense, it's it's all new. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. And you called it Delta Tales. Why? Why? Where did that come from? So it's it's uh it's really uh an album about the South, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of a you know I wouldn't call it a concept album, but uh, I always like to say it's it's thematically coherent. You okay. Know? And uh, and it's it's really you know tales from a Southern perspective and a you know all the usual things that we get in the in the South songs of sin and redemption and and uh, yeah. Uh, joy and we got a little bit of southern noir there's there's a little bit of dark stuff going on there mm-hmm. but on the whole we tried to make this one pretty positive so we've yeah. got and you know i got a lot of uh, i got a lot of gospel uh uh feeling in there too I feel a little of that Texas boogie sneaking through sometimes too. And, Every so often, yeah. you get if you listen to my left hand, you'll get some of that. Okay. Too. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I could hear a little of that sneaking through. I love that feel too. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Um, have you had a chance to share it with audiences live? Have you? What kind of response? Uh, are you not getting? at all. No? I mean, we, this. I mean, we really. You know, as I say, we. We'd, as soon as we started making this thing, the pandemic hit, and you know, now it's starting. You know, now things are popping up, and there's uh, you're getting a return to live music. But you know, we're really because the 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 band's gonna ha- is gonna be pretty large. We're pre- we're pretty much gonna be constrained to festivals and things like that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and we've missed the boat on that in terms of time. So yeah, so you know, maybe next year or something. And so now we're deep in the we're deep in the recording of the the next album so okay, we decided so instead of trying to yeah instead of trying to uh put our effort into getting a live show together let's let's do the second album and then when we finally do are able to play live we'll have you know a substantial body of material to pick from yeah do you have a, a name yet for the new set yeah i think it's going to be called signs and wonders hmm. okay and, I, and it'll be another It'll be, it's heavily Southern themed, you know. Yeah. And some of the songs even kind of tie together because I still got this, uh, I'm so accustomed to prog rock and I have this whole other symphonic side that I do on the prog rock side, but <laughs> but uh, I can't do that with Sun King Rising, but I kind of, you know, I weave themes together and across songs. So okay. I've got some of that in there too. Now you, but, but these the next songs are fantastic. I must say, it sounded absolutely great. This the, the next album. Yeah, did, did, uh, are these more recent songs that you've written? Yeah, they were all written for the for this album. I've written them in the last, you know, uh, six months. Do you have a process that you follow when you write songs? Everybody yeah, seems to be yeah. different with that. Yeah, it, kind of, it doesn't vary too much, to tell you the truth. So, you know, I, I'm always keeping a, on the lyrical side, and I spend a lot of time on my lyrics. I really kind of, um, I'm into that side of it, you okay. know. And so, you know, I always keep notebooks and whatnot, and I'll, and I'll run into phrases. I'll, I'll come up with a phrase, and I'll say, that's going to be a title, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, I try to play every single day. I try to play piano every day, and I like to play in the mornings, and, I'll find something that, that kind of rings a bell, and I'll say, I got a title, I think, that goes with that. And I'll work from there. So I, you know, I always start with a chord progression, and, a, and then I'll find a melody around some lyric that I've, that I've kind of I've thought about a bit. So I generally work that way. Uh-huh. So. Do you have um, – what's it look like moving forward? Do you have a, a bucket list with your music? Do you Do you think – far enough out that you you dream about what all this could be yeah i mean we're we're i i think right now the materials is super strong so i want to be able to keep growing my songwriting and this band that we're currently putting together that we're playing with in the studio they're just fantastic i mean the rhythm section's out of this world and i'd love to be able to keep that kind of uh, of uh of uh cohesion uh-huh. together and I, i'd really love to play this stuff out live because i think it's it's the kind of music that will i know that it will work live it's got you know people are going to be you know bouncing you know they're going to be dancing yeah. this, we've got a we've got some real you know energy in this stuff yeah for uh, sure. and it's uh you know there's a lot of hooks in it i think you know i think i think it's you know pretty catchy stuff and and you know you really need a live audience to if you're going right. to get to 
larger numbers these days since as we mentioned earlier you know there's so much great material out there in the digital world it's hard for people it's hard to cut through yeah and uh, yeah so uh hopefully with the you know we got a lot of really great reviews on the first album so uh, hopefully we can keep the buzz up for the second one and really establish us you know we've, we've tried to get building a national uh, image and an international we've sure. done very well in the uk uh with uh with uh radio play and and uh, uh magazine buzz and whatnot uh -huh. so yeah you know, we're trying we're trying to establish the uh, the brand yeah right so that we can so that we can get out there and yeah and play to larger audiences the, the folks that you have been working with to produce the studio projects will they be able to be your band live going forward or do you have to put together yeah i think that's 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 the plan and yeah. you know they're, they're they're pretty much into it and okay. you know awesome. they've invested it's the uh you know they're 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 we're not going in there with a tight structure we're letting people you know pretty much play how they feel uh -huh. so it's uh although the songs are completely you know written by the time they get them they're all investing their own emotional yeah. content that's and, cool. you know and, th and that's what kind of makes it you know that's that makes it exciting yeah yeah so where can people find you uh find this record or get in touch and uh follow what's going sure. on and, and catch catch the show so you can definitely uh, uh, go to sunkingrising.com, okay. and you'll find all the news there, and we keep a blog going every week, and we keep all our press there, and there's ways to uh, make sure that you can find the CD if you want the CD. We're also about to release the vinyl. So, oh, cool. You know, all right. That's going to be available also. Uh and uh of course uh it's on all the streaming services yeah. too okay you know? good so it's not it's not hard if anybody pop if you pop in sun king rising into your browser you're gonna you're gonna find us now <laughs> I, I like that uh title that's cool <laughs> <laughs> well thanks john this has been great man i appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and, and learn about your music and we certainly wish you wish you great success with this going forward well, thanks so much, Greg. It's a, it's always a, a fun to talk to music lovers, and uh, right. you know, you got such a great magazine. Just you know, good luck with uh, you know keeping it all real out there. Yeah, thank you, John. I appreciate that too. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 